Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Well, hello, everybody. Hello and welcome. Today, I'm with a, a friend of old now, even though we don't get to spend too much time together. Uh, I met Steve when I got to join his podcast, uh, uh, I think a few years ago now at this point. It, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. Um, but Steve and I are fellow story branders. Uh, we may talk about that a little bit. But Steve Brown, more than that, has 10 years of internet marketing and business development experience. He's the managing member of ROI Online uh, LLC. They're in Amarillo, Texas. Uh, it's hot there this time of year. I would imagine. And ROI Online is an internet marketing agency that's geared towards small to medium-sized businesses and organizations and specializes in helping clients plan and execute a successful internet marketing strategy. All kinds of qualifications that go with that. Suffice it to say, Steve Brown is a really cool guy and he wrote a really funny titled book that I actually really like as well. So I'll leave it to him to kind of to, to share with that what he will. But Steve, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, I don't know that you might call yourself a classic coach uh, in the sense of the word, but from what I know about what you do, it's every bit of that. So tell us how you got into what it is you do, how you got into what it is that you do and why. So I started off, I was always in a sales position. Many of the, the companies that I worked for, sales is difficult. I would assume that role. I was really good at it. And that's where I would excel. And these, um, you know, after maybe I did, you know, generally it was four year stints at different companies. In the last two companies I served in a position of sales, I took some time to go and revamp our website. And when I revamped it, I made sure that I put forms on there. And, you know, back in the day, back in the day, this is 15 years ago, whatever, sales was, was cold call centric, right? You just yeah. go and knock on 10 yeah. doors and maybe one would even care about what you're talking about. And, and that was like a good day, right? Mm -hmm. And, but when I went and worked on the website, I realized that when people filled out a form on the website that I was closing two out of three of those on average, mm -hmm. as opposed to one out of 10 in cold calls. Yep. And so it became something that was, I, I was a little bit progressive. The business owners didn't get it. And they felt maybe I was trying to avoid cold calling. Well, the truth was I was because it was absurd. Okay. My it time didn't was better. work. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well, my think about it. If you're paying me as a salesperson, you don't don't you want me in front of people who are halfway interested? Then my close ratio would go way up, right? Mm -hmm. But in that world, people didn't think that way. Well, 
then the next job I had, I ended up working for a web design firm. And I was on the other side of the coin. And what I kept seeing from all the business owners that would come in, they would say it a little bit differently. But if you translated the common theme and the request, it went like this. It was like, I think I need to redo my website. I don't know how to go about it. I need someone I can trust. But bottom line, I have an expectation that this investment of my time, I never expected I'd be a web designer when I'm running a plumbing company or a law firm. And yet I feel compelled to do this because my customers and prospects are expecting me to have a legitimate online platform. Yeah. And when I realized there was this common theme then if I would have been in their shoes. So it was more obvious because I had been in their shoes to go and upgrade my, I didn't know how to convey it. And here I was on the other side, listening to them. And that's when the light bulb went off for me. This is where I belong. This is my little special place. And so um, several years later, I finally like, um, I, I had to do the thing that all business owners do is like pony up, put my money where my mouth is and step out and start my own business. And that's really scary. Yeah. But I, but I did. And it's always been my heart and you read my book, but my heart is for that business person that was stupid enough to start a business and yet risk their family's future, their future. Why? Because they're, they think they can do this better than the other options that are available. That's who my heart's for. I'm one of them, right? And so I knew that they're having to go through this scary forest of internet marketing and the website and MailChimp and, and all these other things that don't make sense. And how do they connect together? And they just needed someone to trust and guide them mm -hmm. through it. And that's, that's why I started ROI online. I love that. My favorite definition of an entrepreneur is someone who will, uh, is willing to work, uh, stop working 40 hours for someone else to go work 80 hours for themselves and make nothing. <laughs> you know, that's, exactly. That's, that's basically how it starts, you know, uh, and, uh, and that's funny. So uh, I love well, that. Know, and, and go I, ahead. I wanted, you know what my definition of an, a real entrepreneur is? Yes. Go for it's it. It's not the, the, someone who can't spell entrepreneur. <laughs> that's a real entrepreneur someone that can't spell it but they're out doing it i love yes. that that's 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 awesome i love that uh yeah we can thank the french for the, the spelling of entrepreneur <laughs> right. uh, so do you know what entrepreneur means um no the, the root it, yeah, it go means ahead. to go between to, to go to the space in between is basically wow. what it means. And so entrepreneurs are that, like, just like you're saying, like they, they're they bold enough to say, this can be better. Uh, and I love that. I, I really do. Wow. Well, that's cool. So uh, ROI Online, helping people navigate the world of you know digital marketing and what all that looks like. Doing it, I might add, from a sales perspective, right? I think that's one of the places where a lot of people struggle with it is like, I don't care if we've got likes on Facebook. I want to sell something right now. If likes on Facebook sell something great, I'll do that. But I want to see sales happen. Right. And so I, I love your approach in that respect. Um, so tell us a little bit more like in that world, what would you say is the most important thing that you're doing for your clients? You know, so that that book behind you, Predictable Success, the biggest epiphany that I got from that book and there was a lot, but the biggest one was 
when I'm talking to a business, it helps me discern where they are in that life cycle of a business. Are they in, are they in the fun stage? Are they in the whitewater stage? Are they in the, you know, the, the struggle stage? And then I can align my suggestions, my coaching to really be more impactful. And because I think that's a trap. Most marketers, if you, you go to them, Hey, I need some help with the marketing. Yes, we do this kind of marketing less and I'm good at it. Let's do it for you. And, and they're not totally clear on if it is really a good fit for you or what stage you are, or they would address it, right? That's so, so true. I'm so glad you say that because I, if I say that, I get in trouble, but you said it, so we get to go there. Uh, it, it's 100% the case. And I, I, you know, I've seen this happen again. I, I did some work in the marketing space and you know, there's a joke, 50% of marketing works. We just don't know which, which 50% it is, right? <laughs> well, and some of that is the creative process. Okay, that, that's fine. You got to work through and iterate and everything like that. But a significant portion of it is, are you addressing the things that need to be addressed at those individual stages? Because if you're doing branding work in early struggle, right, you don't have enough revenue coming in to pay the bills and you're doing branding work for the long term, like you know, the, the chances of you running out of cash before you get the sales that you want with that kind of a, a strategy, they just don't work. So let's play with that for a second. So someone who's in early struggle, right? The existential fight for survival, got to get this business off the ground. What do they need to know from a sales and marketing standpoint? All right. So anything that they're creating at that moment should complement the sales process. So, you know, let's say, give me an example of a, a business you want to you want to use that as an example. So we want to start a uh, a uh, let's think of a good one um, a flavored uh, water fountain service. Okay. So here we are. We've for some reason we started this business and we're in the we're in the very vulnerable starting of this phase, and we have to first figure out where where's our sweet spot. But we're not going to learn that. We think we know where it is, but we're not going to learn it till we have some at bats, right? And so the things that you need immediately aren't necessarily name recognition. They're not they're not uh, great emails or whatever. You need stuff that can help you have a conversation and immediately give the vision of why your product's a perfect fit, assuming it is a perfect fit in that situation. So you walk into, I don't know, a slot skis or whatever, and you, you see they don't have a flavored water solution. Well, that's a franchise. So you're going to have a long sales process with them. So you, you'd go, well, I need to do this more on a more mom and pop type situation. So you need information that helps them see what's in it for them and how it's going to help them. Not how many years you've been in business, not any of that. So, they just need to see how it's going to help them. Well, that's a sales support. You know, when the problem is that folks that are these entrepreneurs we were joking about, right? The words marketing, sales, branding, positioning, they all mean the same thing. You know, one saying marketing and the other one's thinking, you know, a different thing, you know, one saying tomato, the other one's thinking, I don't know, elephant. And, and they think they're talking about the same thing. Yeah. So in that moment, you need sales support materials. Yeah. You got to go so to someone good. that's, that's creative, but more importantly, in that the number one challenge that every business owner, every leader, every parent has is to communicate clearly what's in your head 
to the other folks. We've all heard that. You got to say it seven times before they hear what you're saying. Okay. And so what's your, your super oh, competitive advantage is to get your message super clear that helps yes. connect the dots fast. Once you get those sales going, then you have the luxury of, all right, now let's start getting ahead of this. Now we're out of this survival mode. In my book, I talk, remember that show, um, Survivor Guy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this guy named Les, I think they would drop him in somewhere and they pick him up in a week. Yes. So what, it, what was his primary thing? Just make it for seven days. Okay. That, that means you don't really, you just have, have need minimal shelter, maybe some water. You can fast for the whole week and don't freeze to death. Okay. That's all you need. Well, that's where in your, in that struggle stage, that's the way we're thinking. We just need to make it month, another month and pay the bills and see if yeah. we can make it another month. And that's why I'm saying you need sales stuff. You need something yeah. to, to get, I need a bowl for water so I can that's what I'm, I, I'm wanting to really communicate. That's fantastic. I love that. You need sales support materials, right? You've got mm -hmm. to get out there. And the other thing I think that you said was so true is you've got to have conversations mm -hmm. because it's not just the opportunity to pitch, which a conversation is one of the highest value ways of doing that. Uh, it's the highest touch, but you're also the best folks uh, that I've seen do this are not only communicating out, right? They're listening as well. They're listening, they're adapting, they're, they're seeing where folks are, they're, they're watching how their words land and dialing that in in each conversation. It's hard to do over the phone, right? It's hard to do in an email thread. Uh, it's hard to do on social media. And so uh, I love that. I think that's great. So let's, let's kind of, let's take the next step here. We get into a couple mom and pops. We got a couple early wins. We're moving into fun. We're starting to ramp things up a little bit. What do we need in our sales and marketing at that point? Yeah. Now you need to start setting up a system because a you're, you've survived right and so we think about if you, you you're transitioning from camping to uh, setting up some property building a cabin so to speak right and so that's where your systems come into play imagine someone building a cabin well they're going to set up a nice table they're going to have a saw they're going to have a way to you know cut the wood over and over repeatedly to do what build out a the walls and all of those things, same thing digitally and internally, what, what I call systems. You know, my book basically is to, to say, don't see a website, see a system. Mm. And that's what you need to be focusing on then is like these repeatable, scalable systems that A, can empower the folks that buy into you, your employees that can service the prospects that buy into you and and believe that you can provide solution they've been hoping to find yeah well we get excited we say yes and then we we stumble and and mess it up and then they they regret it you you made it and that's why systems can be so powerful and that's yeah i think people are slow to realize oh i should start getting some systems now because that system once in place is like a piece of equipment this asset that you purchased will start to de depreciate, you know, over time, but man, you're going to generate a lot of um, business. It's going to come off of that system. It's going to spin yeah. off of that, right? That's, That's so the good. next thing. 
I love that. So we've got a system in place to really start. We feel like we're scaling up, but we're really growing, right? We're growing mm-hmm. by addition. Things are going good. Fun is fun, right? We're making money. And then we start uh, we start having trouble again in this whitewater stage. And what I've seen a lot of folks do, especially when I was doing marketing work, is that's when they would come and ask for help. Because in fun, a lot of times it's like, we know enough, we're selling enough, it's great. Mm-hmm. And in whitewater, uh, I found that they try to sell their way out of whitewater, right? Mm-hmm. They they try to, but everything they sell, it's, it's, you know, they're losing it on the back end because they're not doing good work. They're, they're underhired or they're overhired or, you know, they're losing it out the back door. So what do you say to someone in that whitewater period is really challenging under the weight of the growth that they've produced? What should they do from a sales and marketing perspective? All right. So now you're needing the, so you got these people that bought in, you got some employees, you got customers and, and, and it's getting scary. The wheels are shaking, you know, and you're, it's coming at you real fast, you know, and it, it is scary. And so now is like a great time. You got all these people that are paddling. I imagine your employees are in canoes. Each one has a canoe. And you guys talked at the shore before you launched and, and you pointed toward, you said, we're going over across the lake. Well, about halfway through the lake, everyone's at different angles. They're going to the other side of the lake, just not the same point. Now, why is that? Because you have to clearly give that vision where we're, where everyone's rowing so that all the energies align and are complementary. You'll have conversations. If you don't do this, you'll have a conversation with someone. They're working hard. They're excited to be here. They, you know, they love the culture. And it's a shock to both of you that, no, this is not what I want. Remember that conversation with your spouse one day? You you came home. You're so excited. You had, maybe you had tickets. Maybe you had tickets. Like you put the tickets down and you said, look, baby, look what I got. I got us tickets to Disneyland. And she looks at you like you're crazy. What do you mean you got tickets to Disneyland? We talked about it the other day, honey. You wanted to go to Disneyland. She says, no, I said Disney World. That's the conversations that you end up with clients. Yeah. And, 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 and she it, has tickets to Orlando. <laughs> and you're going to L.A., right? So, so that's that's like a shocking but you had you had fun. You had a great meeting. You left thinking you're on the same page, and you end up you find out you're going two different directions. Yes. Well, whose fault is that? The leaders. They didn't clearly communicate the exact point on the horizon that we're going. Not one, once. Once is not enough. Yeah. It has to be over and over and over. Well, guess what? That takes some internal work that you have to do to decide confidently where we're going. Yeah, that's the hardest job of ever. Yeah. And then putting it into a picture of and a, a picture that goes in their mind yes. where their brains can buy in, click and and support you like they want to. It's so true. And and hearing this coming from a, a, a you know, marketing sales and marketing uh, is just fantastic because so many of them miss it. So many just say, well, here, we can help you, you know, drive harder, push faster, sell more. And what you've so clearly articulated is 
you don't necessarily need to go after more external customers. You start after recognizing internal customers. Mm -hmm. You don't have to necessarily push the pedal to the metal on marketing outside. You do that in fun or predictable success. When you're in whitewater, you've got to get real crystal clear on who's with you, right? And and yeah. and where you're taking them and how clear they are on that. So I love that. It's I mean the best whitewater marketing advice I've heard, uh, especially someone from your industry say. So uh, I love that. But this is gold, folks. I mean, it's genuinely gold. So let's say we do that, get into predictable success. We've got all the canoes pointed across the the uh, boat. It's a bigger organization now. And we're kind of looking at, well, you know, are we bumping into market share limits? Should we go to another region? What are we doing there from a marketing uh, perspective? So here's where, at this point, at least for me, this is where I, I recognize I had outrun my coverage, so to speak, as far as I'm inclined to run a tiger team, a small, you know, um, can turn on a dime or whatever, but to lead, you know, a, a larger team, I'm running out of my coverage. That means you have to introduce someone else that come in and take the baton and carry it forward, right? So what's at risk here is culture. And so the work you've done up to this point of clearly defining this horizon, clearly defining that your message, helping everyone, help everyone know what your message is. So if you understand clearly, I think the biggest thing for the marketing, the, the secret at this point is that if someone on your, your delivery team or your fulfillment team can tell the customer a very similar explanation of what you do that you do when you're in that sales, when you convince them to come on board, they're going to get handed off. And for them to hear the same rhythm, the same tune, right? The same refrain is powerful. I think yeah. it is. That's where you're in the branding area. That's where you're in the positioning area. It's, right. it's sinking in down into the organization but where does it come from it comes from doing the work of pointing to that point on the horizon and making it really clear where we're going then yeah. then this new person that comes in you're handing the baton off is not going to take it off in another direction that's when you lose a lot of your team when they go i don't like the new guy that's so okay true. so true uh, and we could keep going here, uh, but I really wanted to, to dial into these first few stages because uh, I think it's so important. And, and I love how you've drawn out like there's different strategies for each of these stages. And it's so important if you're going out, you're looking for someone to help you with marketing. Uh, you're looking for someone to help you with whatever HR, branding, PR, accounting, whatever it may be. You've got to make sure that you're working with people who understand your stage. Mm. Right. Because mm. you ask the vast majority of marketing folks and they are not going to give you such a clear answer and delineation. It's this is what we, we had the success for this guy. You do what that guy did and you'll be great. I was, well, what stage was that guy in? Right. Uh, and nobody knows. So I love that. Now, if we were to kind of take that and boil it all down and I were to say, what's the big secret? Right. You know, the, the Steve ROI Brown big mm -hmm. secret that you'd have to share that you would want folks to walk away from this knowing what would it be? So you're designing an operating system for your organization, your company, your team. It, think of it as an operating system. And it, it, you know, when I look at marketing, what I'm building are four things. 
And number one is clear messaging. It's so powerful. It's the biggest lever that you can do. And it's it's going to bake into everything you do, just like we talked about. Yeah. Second, you have to think of sales automation. Remember that first stage, sales. So you're setting up a operating system for sales. Obviously you need materials, but eventually that comes into technology because you have to expand your, that's a beautiful thing about technology. It takes what you do and helps you expand your, your, yeah, your, your control or what's influence. Then, then it's marketing. Same thing. You're going to take that same messaging that helped you do sales. It's going to help you start marketing, introduce you to new folks, but there's a technology piece. And then once you get that in place, that means you're like, if you get a lead, you're able to follow up on them, track it, document it, figure out what your, your predictable revenue is, right? And then yes. your marketing is like, how many leads do we need to introduce to the sales system to get a, a new new piece of business? And then you start thinking strategy, strategic campaigns. And anything you do in strategy, any campaign needs to lead to a landing page in where? In your in your marketing in sales automation platform. So it's like, a, I, you know, like on your phone, you have an operating system, mm-hmm. okay? And what do you do? You download the apps that are relevant to you, personalized yes, to you, yes. and you go through your day, you manage your day. Same thing in your business, you get a base core operating system, but it's you gotta have a concept of clear messaging, some technology to facilitate it, and then think uh, strategic campaigns. Yeah. Fantastic. I love that. Clear messaging, sales automation, then you focus on your marketing mm-hmm. and then getting real strategic and, mm-hmm. and defining the whole thing. That's, that's fantastic. So, well, let's do this. Let, let's have you take off your consultant hat here for a moment, okay. right? I'm going to have you put on your CEO hat, right? And, and now we're moving to just CEO Steve Brown of mm-hmm. ROI, uh, and uh, online. And what I'd love for you to do is just share with us, what are you doing right now? What's the next stage of growth look like for you and your business? So here's where, here's a paradigm shift that happened for me. You know, we're in this, what do they call it? The great resignation. And, you know, everybody's complaining about employees. They can't get enough or don't know where to find them. They're really struggling for it. And then you have employees leaving toxic organizations. They got used to working at home. They're considering being independent, doing something on their own. Well, when you think about a small business, you only have a certain amount of budget for your team that you bring on board. And I think right now is an awesome time for you to consider um, virtual assistance offshore. And it's amazing. When you think about, let's say you were to hire an in-house, very, you know, a very uh, good marketing director for your company, where you're gonna spend minimum 70,000, okay? If not way more. But if you were inclined, you could you could expect to have maybe six full-time people wow. to, to think of how that changes your expectation. You mean I could have six people instead of one people, one person? But, you know, one person, you're arranging your resources. Well, I'll have to wait until this one pays off to get more resources to go this way. Well, when you can have six, 
five or, or whatever, then it's like, wow, I can go faster. And I think this is a paradigm shift that needs to happen with, with you. Well, how, how can they really work from, you know, just remote? Well, here we are having a conversation via zoom. Yep. All my set, all my clients are out of Amarillo. Well, I won't say that most of my clients are out of where I am. Mm-hmm. I have clients in Kansas city in um, Tahoe in, in uh, Sacramento, you know, I have them everywhere. And why can't I have employees? Well, I do. We're a remote team now. Yeah. We were kind of forced into it, right. but then we were able to qu- quickly acclimate. I think it is something that if you think about your competitors, they're going to be resistant to it. But if you can adopt it and start employing folks and get them, it's amazing how it changes what your expectations are that you can do with the uh, resources that you have in your budget. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, So that's something that you're leveraging right now is working with a virtual team and that's your next stage of growth. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Well, and so I'm helping businesses pair with a virtual assistant. So here's a traditional model. Hey, hire my high powered team to do white glove service Mm -hmm. for your company or you get set up in my operating system, the growth stack, and I'll pair you with a, a virtual assistant full time, less than my agency fee, and you can get most of that work done right there. Yeah. That's crazy. Yes. So t- tell us a little about, because I know this is an exciting project for you. Tell us about what growth stack is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and because I think that's a key part of why this whole VA thing makes sense. So, uh, to just quickly, uh, for those who are saying, Hey, I need help with marketing. I need stage specific help with my marketing. I need to sell more. How do, what is growth stack? How does it help? And and then tie that out with that, v, with a VA for us. Yeah. So in my book, you know, we talked about the four things, right? Well, that's a, that I call that concept, the growth stack, you, you know, you, we have these tech. You and I have a talent stack that make us unique from our past experiences. Well, a growth stack is you take what you're unique about your company and you stack it on top of technology and then you add strategy to that. That's a growth stack. Well, now, well, if you're you're a business, you have to have you have to have a website. You probably have to have some sort of like MailChimp. You have a chat bot. You have you have all these little um, different programs that you try to Frankenstein a system to, you know, so you have a CRM. Well, does that connect with your website? I, I have active campaign. Well, does that connect with your CRM? That's, that's what's at, at, at yeah. risk here, picking the wrong tools that don't communicate. The growth stack, the ROI growth stack is a SaaS product that you can sign up for that has all in one, all the things that you need as a small business to get all that technology settled in and out of the way. Think of it as that operating system for your cell phone. The growth stack is a literal uh, software that does that, has a CRM, has your marketing automation, has your chat bot, you can run campaigns. It's just, it's beautiful, but it's all inclusive. Mm. And so what happens is your salesperson works in it, 
your your marketing person works in it. You look in it because you want to see the dashboard, see the reports, what's happening, how much how much revenue can we uh, uh, predict that's coming in the next couple of months. You, you have ways to communicate with people on Facebook or Instagram. You know, you have have a way to the robots will follow up if you missed a call. It's really that's awesome. Awesome, and it, and you're you're a small business. You can't wear all those hats, and you need some technology again to expand your your capabilities. And it's just a beautiful tool. That's awesome. So for a fraction of what you know you'd normally pay under an old agency model, mm-hmm. we can get into this tool that really automates and 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 significantly increases the ease that we can do this to the point where. You hire a talented VA overseas, again, for a fraction of the price of, of what we pay for labor here. Great mm-hmm. money for them, right? Moving them up in the world. Yep. Uh, and and it's just it's a win all, all the way around. So it's fantastic. How do we how do we find out about growth stack? Someone's saying, yes, uh, I want to know more. Where do they go? So we have a website that will soon be launched, ROIgrowthstack.com. Obviously, my website, ROI online.com you can reach me there and we can talk about it i'll show you around in it um that's the easiest way obviously i'm on linkedin and and other places but uh, i would start there that's great now we've talked about your book a couple of times but we've not actually said what it is so give us the (laughs) title of your book uh and tell us where we can find it so the title of the book is The Golden Toilet. Stop flushing <laughs> your marketing budget into your website and build a system that grows your business. And so I wanted a title that you just didn't need to go. What was that title again? <laughs> and there it is. And I think that the golden toilet is a universal symbol that immediately communicates wasted money. And what's the biggest fear that a small business owner has? Wasting money on this vulnerable area that they have to get their act together. Yeah. And that's online. Yep. That's so good. So talk about clear messaging. I dare you to hear the title, The Golden Toilet, uh, and, <laughs> and not read the book. So uh, I believe we can find it on Amazon, uh, you know, basically where you buy books, right? Uh, yep. We'll put a link in the excuse me, the show notes. Uh, and uh, again, I've read it. It's fantastic. It's written for people in the real world, right? It's not one of these fancy schmancy, you know, uh, and despite the fact that a golden toilet would be awfully fancy. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not that. So, well, Steve, thank you so much for being on. Uh, just appreciate what you do uh, for entrepreneurs. Uh, so thankful for you coming onto the show and sharing with us today. And uh, again, the thing that I love about this conversation and that I really want folks to take away from it is make sure you know that you're working with people who know your stage. Right? Especially when marketing is such a big world, there's so many different names for it. You're probably not a pro at it, and so you can eliminate a lot of the headaches and hassles by making sure you find someone like Steve. I mean, he's here; he knows your stuff. Just go to Steve, but find somebody, regardless of what you're looking for. When you find a coach, make sure you find someone that can help in your stage. Uh, and so, with that, Steve, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Man, I, I'm proud to be here. I enjoyed this conversation. You and I had a great conversation on my podcast, and I really looked forward to this. But Scott, you're a great interviewer. Awesome. Well, it was my pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for being here. We're so excited to uh, have the opportunity to share with us. Your time and attention mean more than the world to us. So thank you so much. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, take care.
Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes. Go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.